Welcome to How I Got Here, a limited podcast series commissioned by Kensington and Chelsea Council, celebrating one of the world's most famous outdoor markets, Portobello and Goulburn Road Market. In this series, we take a delve into the lives of those who live and work on Portobello and Goulburn Road Market, sharing their personal stories and discovering how their experiences have been shaped working on the historic market. In the sixth episode of the series, we speak to photographer Steve Ullathorne, who talks about selling work as an artist and adapting your work to become stock that sells well in a market setting, as well as some top tips for making sure artwork on an outdoor store is well presented and secured against the elements. Hi, my name is uh, Steve Ullathorne and I'm a photographer and I sell my own photographs on Portobello, which I've been doing for close to 20 years now, because I'm very old. When I started, I kind of looked around the market and saw there wasn't anybody else doing what I was doing. So I thought, great, that's a good opportunity to make some money from photography. The problem with the fact that nobody else was doing it was I had no idea how to set up my stall, how to hang pictures. So my first weekend was a complete disaster because I completely ignored the fact that I was selling paper. And if there's any breeze, that paper is all over the market. So I was basically flyering my own pictures, uh, which is not good. So I then went to look at other markets. Um, so places like Spitalfields and Greenwich Market, who do have people who actually sold pictures. So I then got more of an idea on how to set the stall up. But it, I really did completely learn on the job. But what's great about Portobello is other traders will see that you're new and they'll see that you don't have a clue and they will give advice. Some of it is really useful. Some of it you can completely ignore because they'll be selling things that are totally different from you. But the the community of traders is really good. Um, and if you listen to what they're saying, you will actually learn. And also the market office. I think the first thing that I was asked is, do you need a tarpaulin? I looked out of the window, saw it was sunny and said, no. If I'd have got a tarpaulin, my store would have been protected from the wind. I wouldn't have lost stock. I started with around about 20 images on my store, which I thought was a lot. It wasn't. But what was good by starting small, you learn which pictures are going to be successful, which you love, but nobody else does. And there's no point having those on your store. Two of the pictures that I started with I still have on the stall and they still sell. I'm bored to death of them, but they still sell. So never throw out your best sellers just because you're bored of it. The other thing that's really good from the perspective of someone who makes their own work is you can actually take risks on the market, which you can't in a shop um, because your overheads are so much lower. So probably every week I have a new image on the stool. I'll have tested it out on Instagram first to find out if anybody's interested in it. And then I print it. But because I make my own work, my overheads are low. So I can put a picture on the stool that I like and hope that somebody else does. And then 
hopefully it sells, which is the greatest thing in the world when you love a picture. Somebody else picks it up and you can see in their face that they love it as well and they buy it. That's just the best thing. My day job is as a studio photographer and you never get that instant feedback. Um, you will see the picture will turn up in a magazine, so you think, oh, that's great, the picture editor liked it. But you never get that look in somebody's eye when they pick something up, um, and that's fantastic. So I've been doing it now for 19 years. It's that instant feedback, and it's just that really nice thing that you make something that you like, you find out that other people like it. There are shots on my stall that I'm the only person that likes, so sometimes they can be there for five years. When somebody finally buys it, I will not reprint that one. Um, but I hate throwing stock out, so I'll keep it there until somebody actually buys it. And you just kind of hope um, that they do. So it started with 20 images. I've probably got around about 200 now. Plus, there's about another 200 which are on my website. So if people can't find the shot that they want on the stall I send them to the website they can find it from there so you don't have to have everything on the stall you just if you overload it it can look really bad if you understock it it can look really bad as well so it's finding that happy medium but it's a great way for artists to sell their own work if you I've got stuff in galleries that sells for eight times more than I'm selling on Portobello Road. They don't sell very often, and I only get a small percentage of that. So doing it this way, I get all the profit from it, and the gallery owner doesn't take 60%, uh, which is a good thing. Tips. Make friends with other traders. That, I think, is an absolute key. I work by myself, so I don't have an assistant. So if I want to nip off the stall, I've got to rely on the people that are next to me. If they want to nip off the stall, they need to be able to rely on me. So be nice to whoever your neighbour is, and they're going to be nice to you. If you're a casual trader, you're going to have a different neighbour every week, which means you just build up this whole community of people up and down the market that you can rely on. So just be nice to people. Another tip, which is actually... When I started, this wasn't relevant at all. It now is, and that's credit card readers. You need a credit card reader. Gone are the days of people walking around with cash. Uh, it just doesn't happen. So you've got to be able to take card payments. Quite often, um, there's one trader I know who doesn't take card payments, and he always goes, oh, it's fine because there's a cash machine around the corner. Well, they'll go around the corner, they'll see another stall, that store will take cards, they'll buy it, so you've just lost a sale. They're cheap, they're easy, and they work with um, any smartphone, so definitely get a card reader. Another tip, again, this, is, this was not relevant when I started, um, and it's social media. My store is covered with QR codes, um, and they go straight to my Instagram. On my Instagram, I have a link tree, um, which will take you to London print sales, It'll take you to countryside print sales. It'll take you to every single thing that I sell on the stall. And what, especially because I'm selling pictures, and if it's one half of a couple is at my stall and the other half is not there, 
they're not going to buy a picture because they go, oh, well, I'm going to get into trouble. I don't know if they're going to like it. So what quite often they'll do is they'll, they'll scan the QR code. They'll then go home, they'll think about it, and they can buy from my website. And sometimes it can be six months. It'll, it'll be the run-up to Christmas, and suddenly I start getting messages from people who go, oh, I saw your stall in July, you had this picture, and they describe it really badly, and then I've got to guess what it is. So having that QR code is just great, because everybody knows how to use them. Um, if you've got the whole website, spelled out especially because of my surname it's not easy people always spell it wrong they can't find you qr code dead easy things to avoid i think one of the main things to avoid is comparing your sales to other traders and it's really tempting to do uh, and it's not does not put you in a good headspace at all I sell pictures. I can have a stall next to me selling socks. They're going to be busier than I am because everybody wears socks. Not everybody wants a picture on their wall. So you can't judge how busy you are by how busy someone else is. It's, it's also worth remembering that some days, every single pedestrian in Portobello Road decides not to buy. Everybody. And you'll notice other people being quiet and if, if they're people you know you can ask how they're doing and it's kind of nice to know that everybody's doing badly because it makes you think okay well I'm not alone but the flip side of that is if everybody's doing badly and you're doing really well shut up about it don't boast um, it's kind of annoying everybody's happy that you're doing well but they don't need to be reminded of it um, <laughs> Um, another thing I'd say, which other people might not agree with, is don't invest a lot of money in stock when you start, because you're not going to know how things are going to sell. Also, make sure that you're selling something that somebody else isn't, um, and then you're going to get more chance of a sale. There was a period a few years ago when loads of people seemed to be doing the same souvenirs, where you're just competing with another trader, which is kind of pointless because we're all in this together so try and have something original don't spend a huge amount of money see how it goes for a few weeks you'll find out what your big sellers are and then spend money on that I'd always I'd do a practice setup of your stall as well again something I didn't do uh, when I started go and look at other people's stalls see how they're setting up everybody will give tips there's now probably 15 people um, selling pictures on the market. Nearly all of them use the same mount cutting company as I do because they all came to me to ask where I got my mounts from. And share that information because it's, it's good. That's two things to avoid. My third thing to avoid is don't drink too much coffee on the market without knowing where the nearest loo is. The number of people who... <laughs> It's their first, you, can, you know it's their first day because they turn up with four litres of water. And you think, what are you going to do? You're going to be permanently not at your store. So just kind of pace yourself. Uh, I know it kind of sounds stupid, but if you're busy, you can't ask someone else to look after your store. You're kind of stuck there. There's no way of closing a store. You can't just close the doors and lock them. So just kind of... Think of the practicalities of fluids. There we go. Um, 
I've been trying to think of the best moment. And I don't think there is one best moment. The first sale that you make is always a great moment. But if you're doing something like making pictures, you get that best moment again and again. So every time you make another picture and somebody buys it, it's another great moment. So if you can kind of work like that, you're not just working to one huge sale. You're just enjoying each sale as they come. The other kind of great moments is just making friends on the market. They can be other traders. They can be... I've got customers who come and see me. They'll come over from America, and so it might be five years apart, but they always make sure to come and see me, build up a little community. I've got locals who buy from me. Locals are great because if they've got someone who's come to visit them, they'll bring them to your stall because they like what you do. So Portobello seems very touristy. It's not. It's for locals as well. And if you support local businesses, that's great. Most of my frames come from a shop on Portobello, which also is great for me because it means I don't have to carry huge amounts of frames. If I run out of frames, I just nip down to the shop opposite Tesco's and buy some more. So having a local supplier is really good but it's a really good way of earning a living and selling art even in february when it's freezing you can still get that thrill of making a sale you'll be cold um, but you'll make a sale you've been listening to how i got here a limited podcast series commissioned by kensington and chelsea council as part of their markets plan for 2022 to 2027 